for joining us for another lesson taught by Dr. Jeffrey Harris, Senior Pastor of Antioch Fellowship Church in Florence, South Carolina. We are reaching the lost, making disciples and enjoying life. We pray that this lesson is a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Now, here is the message. God is perfect in how many ways? All of his ways. Not one or two, but how many ways? All of his ways. And we have to trust him. And so we have to pray. Somebody said I have to pray. Now, prayer is spoken. Somebody said prayer is spoken. Said there are no such thing as silent prayer. And I showed you that over in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 36 that Jesus prayed in the Garden of Gethsemane and the Bible say he said something. So I told you, if you're not saying, you're not praying, right? You got to release some words. That's what God is looking for. God wants some words. You got to say something. Amen. Amen. And then I said this also prayer and faith must go together. If I'm going to pray, I got to pray in faith. I got to pray believing that what I'm praying for, according to the will of God, I will possess. I got to believe that. I cannot be guessing it. I can't let anybody talk me out of it. See, because, you know, folk will talk you out of your blessing. And you'll let them do it. Come on now. See, but you got to believe. See, if I believe, can't nobody talk me out of what I believe. Amen. Amen. Now, you believe your name is Randy Lewis, right? Don't you believe that? Randy, you believe your name Randy, right? Okay. How you, how you know your name Randy? Before you saw your birth certificate. You didn't know it, did you? Because you, they was calling you Randy, you believed that you were Randy, right? But you really hadn't seen no birth certificate, Right? So it's just like the more you hear something, the more you believe it. That's why a lot of people don't believe the word. They don't hear it enough. They don't read it enough. So before I knew my name was Jeff, my mother called me that, my father called me that, my sister and brother called me that. Then guess what? I started believing it. Went to school, they called me Jeff. Jeffrey, come on now. Then, listen, when I took tests and when I, well, you know, you take a test, you got to write your name on the paper. I wrote Jeffrey. Then as I went to school, they call you, call me Jeffrey. The more you hear something, the more you're persuaded in that. So when you hear the word of God, that's why I tell people don't, I don't understand how people can miss the word and, and still be vibrant and still be on fire. And I, I don't see that. See, because this word going to keep you built up all the time. Amen. 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 I know you listen at, at home, but still you need to come and hear it also. You need to listen at tapes and every time the door, you need to be here. You need to hear the word over and over again because that's going to build your faith. So now when you go to pray, you're just not praying and not mixing it with faith. You believe what you're praying, you're going to receive it. Amen. James said this, he said, and the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up and he will commit a sin, he will be forgiven. But I just want you to see that part, the prayer of faith. Now we, do, we establish, number one, that prayer must be spoken, right? There's no such thing as silent prayer. Number two, number three, we establish it must be mixed with faith. 
If you're going to get results, and we're just not going through the ritual, the legalistic one, two, three, fours, we actually believe what the word of God says. Amen. No matter what it looks like in my life, no matter what I'm faced with, no matter what some see, I don't look at me and remember that. I don't base the word on what you do. In other words, what you accomplish don't change the word, see, or what you don't have don't change the word. So the word is still the same. So, so the word is the final authority in my life, not what somebody possesses. Amen, somebody. I was telling people the other day that uh, my son said, he said, you know, I know you're blessed because, you know, I saw you truck and all that. I said, man, you call that a blessing? That's the elementary. That comes along with seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Then all those things shall be added to you. They're just a byproduct of your obedience to the word of God. No, I'm blessed because I was able to get out of the bed by myself. I'm blessed because I ain't on any medication. I'm blessed. Come on, somebody. That's what I call a blessing. I'm blessed because my blood pressure is normal. I'm blessed because my sugar is normal. Come on, I'm blessed. You're blessed because you got a truck and a car. That's, that's, That's elementary. That's flesh, really. That's all a lot of flesh. When you see people talk about more materialistic stuff than the word is flesh. It ain't no more flesh. Because if I seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, all those things shall be what? Come on, if things are not added to our life, something ain't right. And it ain't on God. Okay. Be, I know we want to blame it on God. It's easy to say, well, the Lord don't want me to have it now. It, it, that's easy for me. See, we, we love a cop-out. If he's perfect in all his ways, he can't be wrong, right? That's right. So if anybody's wrong, it got to be us. So it ain't that I got to check God. I got to check me. Well, let me go see the word, what the word says, see, is it wrong? No. <laughs> the word is always right. Amen? Amen. Praise God. It must be mixed with faith. So I got to believe. I say this. I say, Lord, you said in your word, if I will seek first the kingdom of God. See, I pray the word. The word can't be denied. See, I can be denied, but not his word. You can't that late on. See, God, listen, this is so good. Can I come right here for a minute? See, God don't bless you because it's you. God bless you because of his word. See, he can't go back on his word. He can't go back on his word. He cannot go back on his word. See, he said he loved me. He don't love me just because he loved me. He loved me because his word said he loved me. He can't go back on that. Oh, my Jesus. Woo. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. amen. Now, 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 watch this now. We're going to move right into this now. We got to remove those roadblocks because there are roadblocks to answer prayer, to uh, what I mean prayer results. There are roadblocks. There's a reason. Anytime something is not working like it's supposed to be, I stop. I stop and back up and say, look, let me check this thing out. I know the word works, see. Come on now. The word is not wrong. 
So I back up and check. Oh, I see now. I did not use wisdom in this situation. Are you listening? I'm, I got to be honest with myself now. Oh, man. I know, man, I opened the door for the enemy. Because, listen, the devil has no place in your life as a believer unless you give it to him through what you say and what you do. He has no place. Because the Bible said, do not give place, give place. If you got to give it to him, that means he don't have it. Give no place to the devil. So the devil don't have no, I don't know why people, you know, they get the devil so much credit. No, he don't have no place in your life. Unless we open up the door through disobedience and through what we say and doubt and unbelief that comes out of our mouth. He worked with that. That fueled the enemy. Doubt and unbelief and negative talking, it fuels him. Amen. So when I pray, I can't just say anything. I got to have the word because God honor his word. So when I go to God, I'm finding scripture that fit my, write this down, never forget it. Find the scripture that fit your situation. Whatever it is, find the scripture. If it's in the will of God, find the scripture, and now I take that in the prayer with me. Amen. I never forget that years ago, I got that from Dr. Dollar. Years ago. Dr. Dollar said, find the scripture. And then go to prayer. Just God can't deny his word. Ain't that God ain't denying you. He said God can't deny his word. So whatever you deal with, take that into prayer. Amen, somebody. And I got a sure foundation for my faith, see? Doesn't matter what happened, I stick, I stick with it. I stay on it. Amen. Now let's see, see some of these things we need to deal with on our end. Called the Bible tells me that all the promises of God, I think in uh, 2 Corinthians, I think, chapter 1 and verse 20, I believe, it says that all the promises of God is yes and amen to the glory of God. So now, God is not saying, well, if he promised you something, he's not saying you can't have it. He's not saying that. He's saying it's yes and amen. Amen means so be it. That's what that means. He's saying this, yes. So now, watch this now. I want you to listen to this close now. It's not like when you go to God, you're going to God to try to get him to do something or make something for you. you and you don't go to God timid. You don't go to God begging. You go boldly before the throne of grace, the Bible says. To find grace and help in time of need. You go bowling. Are you listening to me? Because guess what? I'm saying what his word is saying. I'm asking for what's in the will of God. So that means he cannot deny his word. I expect it to come to pass. People don't pray because they don't believe. We'd be some praying folks if we got what we prayed for. And you will if you pray in faith. Amen. Let's remove some of these hindrances. Number one, doubt. Somebody said doubt. <coughs> doubt is the first roadblock to prayer results. Turn your Bibles to the book of James, chapter 1, verse number 
2, and then we're going to read down to verse 6. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete and lacking nothing. Verse 5. If anyone lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given him or her. Verse 6 is what I want you to see. But, so when you see but, guess what you got to do? Everything that before that, it's another condition coming now. But, let him ask how. So, whatever I'm asking, I'm praying, it has to be in, it has to be in faith. What does faith mean? Faith means, to be fully persuaded uh, is a belief. All of us have a belief. I said it again. When you came to God, your belief system was already set. You already believed something when you came to God. Yeah, you did. yeah, we did. All of us had a belief system. When we came to God, we believed certain things. Amen. And our belief system is shaped by four factors. Number one, social environment shape what folks believe. Your upbringing, my upbringing, caused me to believe something that were not God. I'm the only one. But I believed it because it came from somebody who I thought was a credible authority figure in my life. So I believed him. Amen. The area you grow up in shapes what you think, shapes what you believe. See, if you grew up in an area where you only seen poverty, that's all you're going to believe. That's all you're going to know. So now, when you get born again, now you come into the house of God. When God showed you right in John chapter 10, Jesus said, listen, I came that you may have life and you may have it more abundantly. In other words, abundantly mean what? To it overflows. You may have life, the God kind of life, that's where nothing is missing in your life, nothing is lacking in your life, and nothing broken. He said, that's the life I came to bring you. Now, you see it in the Word, but still we don't believe it because our belief system already been shaped to believe the environment that we came out of. That's why, it takes, that's why uh, my job as a pastor always is to change the soul. See, the soul is the thing. It ain't the spirit. Spirit saves me. It love God. But that mind is where the battle is. See, because I've been taught so many things before I even came to God. Amen. Amen. So we got to change our belief system if we want to walk in faith. See, so number one, the social environment. When I grew up in a certain area, you believe a certain thing. Are you listening to me? You believe something. Everybody, I don't care who you are. When you grow up, somebody shaped your belief system. The environment you grew up in. 
So now when you come in the house of God, you hear something contrary to what you believe, it's hard on you. Amen. See, if you grew up always uh, hearing that, you know, you don't need this. The white folks got everything. And, and uh, the white folk can't get nowhere without white folk. You can't get nowhere without black folk. Can't get nowhere without green folk. If, you, if you're tall, you can do this. If you're short, you can do that. If you can do this, you can do it. You grew up hearing that all your life. But when you come and see the word of God, the Bible said all things are possible to those who believe. So that means my color has nothing to do with my possibilities. Oh, y'all kids, that they don't. It has nothing to do with what I can become, what I can have, and what I can do. Come on. My, where I was born at, the family I was born at has nothing to do with what's possible for me. The Bible says, if I believe, all things are possible to him who believe. So do you believe? That's the catch. When you pray, do you believe what you're praying for coming to pass? Are you just going through the legalistic motion to make your conscience feel good, you know? And somebody, you hear somebody say they pray an hour or something, and you say, well, I did pray today. Or do you believe what you're praying for? You got to believe it. Amen, somebody. Somebody say, I got to believe it. He says here in James, he said, verse number six, but let him ask in faith with no what? With no what? With no what? With no doubting. He said when you ask, you don't need to be doubting. Doubt me, I'm not sure. So when you go to God, watch this. When you go to God, when you're not sure, you're saying, God, I'm going to you. I'm not sure that your word is true. I'm not sure that you're big enough to handle this situation. You're doubting. You're doubting God. You're not sure. You got to be sure. In other words, doubt is, I'm not sure. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe so. Doubt means to divide in one's mind. You got two minds. Oh, yeah. When you get in doubt, you got two minds. You're double-minded. That's what the Bible says. We get into that right now. Well, look what it says. With no doubt, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea tossed by the wind. Let, now, this is what got me. This is why I had to try to build my faith up. I had to get in a place, strengthen my capacity to believe God, even though I can't see God, I just believe him. I just believe what his word says. I got to believe something anyway, so I might as well believe the word, right? Amen. Amen. You got to believe when you go to sleep at night, you think your, the locks and stuff going to keep out the burglar and all that. You think that, you, gotta, you believe that. You believe that the locks and the door locks and one lock going to keep them out, right? So I just believe that I just believe the word. I believe the angel counts about me. I can believe well, I can the same thing. It's just what you want to believe, though. What do you want to believe? Because you can't see it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. Right? It can be true even though you don't see it. Sin is not believing. Some people sin is believing. No. Believing is believing. 
You don't have to see it to believe it. Are you hearing me? He said, let him ask in faith with no doubt, for he doubts it like the wave of the sea, tossed by the wind. For let not that man suppose he received. I, when I saw anything, I just started crying almost. That's why people are not receiving anything. Start you a, a prayer journal. Start you something that when you pray, write it down and wait for that thing to happen. Check it off. Keep up with it. So it'll build your faith up. Oh, man, God brought that to pass. I prayed about that. Now the way we pray, we don't really, we whatever happens, it happens. We just happen just to be here. Come on now. You know I'm telling the truth. But if you mark it down, I got a piece of paper that was in my wallet for probably about 15 years. It's it been about, about four years ago I took it out and tore it up because everything up there had came to pass. Now I'm writing down some other stuff. Now, during that time of that came in the past, there's a, there was a lot of disappointment. There was a lot of rejection. There was a lot of hurt. There was a lot of pain. There was a lot of rejection during that time. But it still came to pass. My thing, can you outlast the pain, the pressures of life, disappointment, the hurt? Can you press past that stuff? That's when you'll see your stuff come to pass. But we give in, and we never, ever see those promises come to pass in our lives. Amen. Amen. Because a lot of time, um, I've learned this. See, I have made myself a no reputation. That means my rep don't matter, see. See, it don't matter. See, if you try to hold a reputation, you are, you are, you're going you're gonna to be a mess. You're going to put up with stuff you don't need to put up with. You're going to try to hold on to stuff that you don't need to hold on to. Because you try to protect your reputation. But when you make yourself a no reputation, I am who I am in God. So you can't change that. Will I drive a hoopda? Will I drive a brand new truck? Will I live in a big house, small house? Will I live in a double wide, single wide? Will I live on a bridge? I'm still who I am in Jesus. I'm still valuable, see? Amen. <laughs> But see, he says here that lacking, you, he said we won't receive nothing. He said anything. I just wish he hadn't put that in there right there. We just said receive two or three things. He said you ain't see anything. Listen, from the Lord. Most people don't know the difference. They don't know when flesh produce something or when the Lord produces it. They don't know the difference. God produces it when you stay in line with the word. God do not reward disobedience. I don't care who you are. He won't do it. That doesn't mean people won't get in and help you. But God ain't reward disobedience. Amen. He got to reward Adam, and he didn't do it. Right? So he was disobedient. He was deceived. You and I, if we don't ask in faith, 
Get rid of that doubt. Won't receive anything from the Lord. Then verse 8, he said, he is a double-minded man, a woman, unstable in how many ways? That means you can't trust him. You can't trust a double-minded person. A double-minded person will be with you today, and they'll be they'll leave you tomorrow. They'll be with you now, in good time, hard time, gone. Amen. As long as you buy, they with you. <laughs> when you stop buying, you don't see them no more. Unstable in all their ways. You can't trust an unstable person. Amen. God said, doubt, get rid of doubt. Once we get rid of doubt, we'll be in faith. Amen. And now doubt is in your head. Because he said a double-minded man. He's talking about head now. He's not talking about heart. Talking about head. Because you can't be double-minded in your heart, in your head. He's talking about now your mind. Doubt comes in your mind. I'm not sure this is going to work, so I don't know whether I'm going to give. I don't think this is going to work. This giving is not going to work. And then you say, well, I don't know. But I'm, man, just take it. It ain't going to work. It ain't going to work. Double minded. You got to know without a shadow of a doubt that this word is true. And it comes by hearing, see? Hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing, hearing and hearing and hearing. You can't give up. That's the point. Don't stop. Amen. Amen. You know how many times I wanted to quit? I can count them on both my I want to quit a whole lot of time years ago. Quite, I didn't want the pain. I didn't want the pressure. I didn't, I didn't want the rejection. See? But after I made myself a no reputation, I don't really, it don't bother me now. And that's how, what most people go through. Most believers go through that. They go through shame and guilt. <clears throat> that's what they go through. Shame and guilt. They will mess with them bad. See, you think you got a reputa- reputation to hold. You ain't got a reputation to hold. You are who you are in God. Amen. Can't nobody take that away from you. I said again, you are who you are in God. Can't nobody take that away from you. Amen. Amen. You are not less than because you don't have less. You, you got less than what the next man have. In the kingdom, we're the same. There are no big eyes, little yous in the kingdom. Come on. We're all on the same level in the kingdom of God. God give all us the same chances, give us the same choices. Are you hearing me? So you can't doubt. Don't doubt. Deal with doubt. Flush doubt out by putting faith in. Amen. Put the word in. Get rid of fear and doubt. Doubt causes uncommitment and unfaithfulness. Doubt causes uncommitment, uncommitment and unfaithfulness. That's what doubt causes to happen in your life. It's in a relationship, in any relationship, especially a marriage relationship, if you start doubting that that person loves you, you, be, you would not be as committed. You would not be as faithful. 
If you doubt, you start doubting. Doubt calls uncommitment and unfaithfulness. So you can't let that doubt, when that doubt come in, you got to get it out. Come on, somebody. You got to push that doubt out and get back over in the faith. You got to start saying what God says. Are you listening to me? It'll cause uncommitment and unfaithfulness. Doubt. Turn to Mark chapter 11. Let's deal with doubt. Doubt is a big hindrance to uh, our prayer results. Doubt. Doubt is an enemy. Doubt is a thief. It robs you of the God's best. Mark chapter 11, verse number 20. Look what it says, verse 20. Now in the morning, you read verse 12 on up down to 20, you'll find out when they pass by the fig tree and so forth and so on. In the morning, as they passed by the fig tree, uh, they saw the fig tree dried up from the roots. And Peter remembered and said to them, Rabbi, that me teacher, master, look, the fig tree which you curse has withered away. So Jesus answered and said unto them, have faith in God. This is a very important part. Now listen up good. You need to circle that, highlight it or something. Have faith in God. And I often say this because a believer, been in, in the Lord a long time, he asked me a question. I don't know why he asked me this question, but they asked me. He said, ask a couple of people and tell me, ask me. So I, I, I said, okay. I'm never one to debate the word. I'm not going to do that. I just won't talk to you. I'm not going to debate the Bible. He said, uh, can an unbeliever have faith? I said, yeah. He said, no, they can't. I said, show me in the scripture. He said, well, um, somebody said, well, I said, well, let's get the Bible. I said, look at Mark chapter 11, verse uh, number 22. I said, why did Jesus say have faith in God if you couldn't have faith in something else? Now, I mean, I ain't a smarter person, but I, I understand the scripture. See, couple calls. See, Jesus understood that people were putting their faith in everything else but God. But He was saying, if you want to see the results that you that you saw when this fig tree withered, then your faith can't be in a system. It can't be in a person. It has to be in God. So faith just means a, a belief. That's what it means. It's, it's mean it comes from the Greek word pistos, which means belief. That's what it mean. And so he said, I said, yeah, I said, because he said, he said, well, yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, but uh, I said, that's the scripture. Have faith. And see, that's 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 the problem with us. We got faith in everything else but God. See, my belief has to be in God. When you go to the hospital. Come on now. And you allow the doctor to operate on you before you check his credentials, you have faith in that doctor. You don't check whether he might ain't been to school. You ain't checked his credentials. You don't know. But yet, you believe. You believe. Now, 
Why do you believe? Because whatever you're going to the doctor for has already been proven that a doctor can take care of it. So you believe. That same way with the scripture. Whatever problem you face in life, God already took care of it. That's your place to shout. You miss your place to shout. <laughs> you miss your place to shout. Whatever you face in life, he's already done took care of it. Somebody else done been through it. Somebody else, the Bible says there's nothing new under the sun. So whatever you're going through, somebody else been through it. And he put it in an example in the word so that we can believe, we can have faith in God. But the difference between God and the doctor, the doctor can make a mistake. Yes, he can. Don't tell me I know mistake he done made. People didn't get up. They went laid down, but they kept laying down. Because he made a mistake. Plenty of people been in for operation, and some didn't come back out. Some came out worse than when they went in. Because he made a mistake. They're called malpractice, right? It happened because they're not perfect. But we would put more confidence in an unperfect person than we do in the God who's perfect in all his ways. And haven't let you down one day. You ain't got up not one morning and say, mm, where's the air at? Where's the air? I can't breathe. Where's the air? The air ain't air, the air. You just get up. <sighs> Come on now. Not one day. He's perfect in every way. You can't doubt. Come on now. Amen. So you can have faith in other things. But God is saying for us, we're going to pray. We got to have faith in him. What his word says. Amen. Amen. Look what it says. Have faith in God. For verily, I say to you, or surely, I say to you, whosoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and shall not what? Doubt in his heart. Shall not what? Doubt. Doubt. Don't doubt. But believes, but believes, see, don't doubt, but believe. Somebody said, don't doubt, don't but, believe. but believe. He said, get doubt out of the way, then you can believe. You can't believe when doubt in the way. So when you go to prayer, the first thing you got to do, get doubt out of the way. How do I get doubt out of the way? I find a scripture that fits my situation. And I take that to God. I get doubt out of the way. Are you listening to me? I believe that those things he say will be done. He will have whatsoever he say. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things, somebody said things, say God do not mind me having things. God don't care if you ask for things. He's not mad with you because you ask him for things. Are you listening to me? He wants you to have things, but he don't want things to have us. He wants us to be in charge of things, not things in charge of us. 
Things should never dictate your way of life. You should dictate the things, right? He says here, what sort of thing you ask when you what? That means I got to ask. And when I go to pray, I got to say something. When you pray, do what? Do what? Do what? Believe that you have. Start right there. You got to believe that you have what? You got to believe. See, if doubt there, you don't believe you receive. This is how God operates. This is how the God kind of faith operates. He operates. See, when you're dealing with God, you're dealing with an unseen being. You can't see God, right? You can't see him. So you have to deal with him through a belief system. Because you, when you're dealing with believing, you're always dealing with what you don't know. So you remember somebody asked you, may ask you, say, now, now you be telling them, say, well, they, they said that they did it, they did it, they did this. Then you say, how you know? How I know? I saw them do it. See, seeing is knowing. Believe and operate in when I don't see, when I can't see. See, I can't see God. So I got to believe God. I said it again. If I'm going to operate in faith, a belief system, believing I got to deal with God on a realm because I can't see him. So I got to believe the word. That's how you deal with God on a belief. Are you listening to me? Because you can't see him. And most people get tripped up because they start looking at what they see. Yeah. The situation get tough. We focus on the situation because we see it. But he said, don't focus on what you see. Focus on what you do not see. Because the things you see are temporal or subject to change. The things that you don't see, the word, are eternal. They're in a whole nother realm. But we're so conditioned to this realm that we see. So any little thing happen, we focus on the bad. Yeah, we do. We focus on the bad. But he's trying to get us to believe that we receive them and we will what? We will what? Now, as I close, what is my responsibility and God's ability in this verse 24? My responsibility is to ask, pray, believe that I receive. God's ability is you will have them. God's ability is you will have them. He has the ability to call what you pray for to come to pass in your life. But you got the, we got a responsibility, people, is to ask and believe that we receive. Are you listening to me? Amen. With no doubt. Somebody said no doubting. No doubt. Say this with me. I will not doubt. I, will not doubt. I only believe. I only I will not doubt. I must believe. I will not doubt. I only believe. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on, give him praise if you believe. Thank you for listening. We pray that this message has been a blessing to you as you walk in your God-given purpose. Your support, love, and prayers are essential to Antioch Fellowship Church as we continue to reach the lost, 
make disciples, and enjoy life. Please visit us at www.antiochchurchonthemove.org.